Hello and welcome to the Bridge City Church podcast. If you would like to get connected, you can find us on Facebook at Bridge City Church or come along to our Sunday service at 10am. We'd love to have a coffee and a chat. We hope you enjoy this week's message brought to you by Pastor Robin. See you at church. So good to see you all here this morning, Sunday the 2nd of May 2021, how exciting. Um, It's my great pleasure this morning, I have a little bit of news to to tell you and it's all good. Um, You would have noticed in your newsletter that there is a space on there which says exciting news coming. Did anybody notice that? Yep, did anybody wonder what's that about? Yep, right. Um... The background to this is that four and a half years ago, Pastor Vic and I, God laid something on our hearts and um, this year it's coming to pass. This year it's coming to pass and Bridge City Church is about to plant a church in Adelaide. Yeah. Yeah. In the northern suburbs of Adelaide, we've been in discussion, we've been in prayer, we've as a board and as a leadership team, we've talked about all of these things and, um, and I've been in consultation with State Executive and they have blessed us to plant this church. It's at Smithfield Plains. It will be commencing on Sunday the 6th of June, which is five weeks from today. So please pray into it. The format is going to be church functioning completely within itself. And as a leadership team, there will be one team, one couple or one person from Bridge City Mama (laughs) going to Bridge City Daughter each week to oversee and run. We have a team already down there of people that God has gathered to us that are already leaders and are functioning. And the mission field is extraordinary. We already have 22 people committed to Bridge City north as it's going to be so I want to really encourage you guys that this has come about because of your your commitment to God your commitment to Bridge City Church your commitment to building kingdom and as we do this together we're going to see incredible things happen but Bridge City Church Murray Bridge is my primary focus and it will continue to be this is home And that's going to be daughter, okay? So let me assure you, if you would like to be involved as part of the team that goes to Bridge City North um, once a month or once every two months, please see me or any of the board members. Um, It's not going to deplete Bridge City Church. It's going to add to it because people are going to be trained and equipped and released into the work of ministry as we um, advance the kingdom of God. We've had incredible favour in this And this week we've been given a building um, in in Adelaide for Sunday morning service. We um, have had the blessing of State Executive 100% behind what I'm I'm doing and what we're doing as a church. And um, there's been incredible resistance. I've been under amazing attack and I've been so encouraged by it because you know that when you are taking, taking, um, taking back darkness, there's going to be resistance. So I've been so encouraged by that. And um, we covet your prayers as a leadership team and we covet your prayers and support as we 
grow this kingdom because as we take ownership of all of this, know that you are all part of this as well. I'm not going anywhere. You might not see me once a month, but I'm not going anywhere. So please feel secure in that. This is where my heart is. But my heart primarily is building kingdom for God. Amen? Amen. So that's the exciting news. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. The title of my message this morning is, I can do it. Say after me, I can do it. I can do it. And I'm reading from Philippians 4, verses 11 to 14. And I'm reading from the New King James Version. And it's Paul speaking. And he's speaking from prison. Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Heavenly Father, I thank you this morning in this house that, Lord, your word is truth. Lord, we proclaim the truth and the clarity and the completeness of your word in this house. And I pray, Lord, that as I bring, Lord God, the things that you want me to share this morning, Father, that you would make my tongue as the pen of a skillful writer. I just declare my total dependence upon you. Lord, I thank you that in my weakness is your strength made perfect because you're a perfect God. And Father, I thank you this morning that as I bring that word, Lord, that each one of us will receive a takeaway that we can run with, that we can build with, that we can advance with, Lord God, and, and that we can take, Lord God, each one of these words that you want to speak into our hearts as a panacea, Lord God, to the things that are happening in our lives, the hurt in our life. And Father God, I thank you this morning that as I bring this word, I give you all the praise and all the honour and all the glory because it's all about you. And I pray this in the matchless and the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. According to Matthew Henry, Matthew Henry is a, a commentary. It's a six-volume six commentary I love to read. And it sounds really strange because volumes of commentary on the Bible may not be everyone's cup of tea, but I love it. I love it because he... he He's an old, you know, 18th century, 19th century writer who brought such clarity to the Word of God. And I think sometimes if you're looking for clarity regarding Scripture and what you're looking at, it's a great way to go. So, so I give um, credit to Matthew Henry in some of the things that I'm about to share about the background and the context of the Scriptures that we're looking at. And he said that Philippi was the chief city of the western part of Macedonia. When the epistle was written, um, Paul was in prison. And it just blows me away when you see he's saying, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And he's bound, he's shackled and he's in prison. He's not able to get out there and preach the gospel. And yet God used him in prison. He led his jailer to the Lord while he was in prison. And, you know, it's just an amazing thing. It really speaks to me about the fact that no matter what your circumstances are, no matter what you're going through, God can still use you. And God doesn't want us to be downcast about our situation. He doesn't want us to be um, overwhelmed with our situation either, but allowing him to work through our situation so that the Christ in us comes to the fore and we can be the best us that God wants us to be. 
So he was in Rome and it was said about 60 AD, 62 AD when this happened. And, and Paul loved the church at Philippi. It, it seems that he was instrumental in planting that church at Philippi as well. And he loved it. At Philippi he suffered so much, so much hardship. And he was put into jail. And the beginnings of the church at Philippi were small. But we know also that Lydia, an incredible um, worker for God, was converted there as well. And the jailer, as I said. And a few more. And he wasn't discouraged by that. Not discouraged by small beginnings. Because we know that God is faithful in the small beginnings. And we plant a seed to see a tree come. So it's a small beginning to see a great oak tree provides incredible shade and shelter for so much. So it's a principle in God. Paul encourages himself while he's in that dark place. You know, we've, we've seen prisons in Israel. We've seen the holes in the ground. We, we went to the place where Jesus was let into the ground before he was crucified. And it was a place where there was a, a hole about half a metre in diameter right deep within the ground, hewn out um, and the clay in the ground and then the lid was put back on so it was a place of darkness where he was left before he went to be crucified. And so many of the prisons in those days were places of darkness where the light wasn't getting in and yet we see in this scripture that Paul, the light of Christ from within him, was shining so incredibly and so abundantly and saying, I can do all things. I can. But I want to really dive into this a little bit today because I think there's some keys in this for all of us who may be feeling like I can do nothing, I can't do this. Um, and we'll get to it. God's all given us a purpose in life. And in the days we're living in, that purpose is to shine Jesus. It's to be light wherever we go. It's to speak life. It's to speak hope wherever we go. Starting with our marriages, if we're not married, we start with our friends, with our family. If we are married, our children, our grandchildren, our neighbours around us, our community, to speak the light and the life of Christ so that we have hope in all things, of everything that's going on. I was listening to um, a message that was preached by Mr. Uh, Pastor David Reagan of Lion and Lamb Ministries. I was telling someone about this this morning. And he went into the schools. He's an American man. And he went into the schools. And in two schools with over 500 kids in each one that were listening to him, he addressed two questions. And the first question was, um, who's ever heard about Bible prophecy? Who's ever heard about end time stuff? Put your hand up if you had. And of the, the 500 plus kids in the, in the halls, not one hand went up. And then he said, who is in fear of their life and feeling like we're living in end days? Who fears for their future? And every single hand went up. And I thought, how incredible that was. That people in the world today, when they don't know about the hope that we have in Christ... And the future and the plan that he has for every single one that lives on this earth, despite the fact that some are not yet believers, if everyone was to know that, then they would have hope. And we wouldn't be afraid about whatever pandemic we're going through, whatever we're suffering, whatever, 
whatever we're struggling with on a personal level, let, let alone on a, um, a local, a national and an international level. And it really spoke to me about the need for us to be speakers of life and hope and truth wherever we go. To share that love of Jesus wherever we go. And sometimes we can even speak. <laughs> because the light of Christ in us is what shines through. And I always pray in the mornings, Lord, lead me where people want to ask me questions. And they're not interruptions to my life. They're divine appointments to my life. And I know it's the same for so many of you who love Jesus, who want to see his kingdom come, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But we say to ourselves, what can I do? What difference can I make? And you may feel bound by circumstances at the moment and not able to do the things that you want to do. You might be saying to yourself, I don't have much. I can't do much. I'm not feeling very clever. I'm not up to much. And I don't have much influence in my world. But our scripture a scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 26 through 31 says, For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to shame the things which are mighty and the base things of the world and the things which are despised God has chosen and the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. But of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, that as it is written, he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. And you see, that's what it's all about. He might choose, God chooses the foolish things of the world and the things that are not to confound the wise, to confound the ones that think they've got all the answers but don't have Christ yet so that he gets all the glory. You see, in our ability we can do nothing. In my weakness is his strength made perfect and that's, that's been my catch cry for the last 18 months. In my weakness, Lord, is your strength made perfect. And that's something that I think we all need to depend upon. Not just on what we can do or our abilities or our strengths. But on our weaknesses where we depend on God for every single day. Every decision we make. Every choice we make. Everything that we do. We're dependent upon him. So that his strength in us becomes his perfection in us not that we're perfect, but he is, and he gets the glory. We can say that it's not who you think you are or what the world says you are, but it's what God thinks of you and what God knows you are capable of doing. Expect to do great things for God. You see, that's faith in action. Expect God to use you. Expect God to speak through you. Expect God to bring healing through you with your life, with your testimony, with the things that you're working through with God. We're not perfect. I was talking to someone yesterday <clears throat> whose family are unsaved. How do I get them saved? I said, just love on them. Just love on them. Be Christ in their situation. 
be Christ on two legs in human form so that when they ask you the questions, you've got the answers for them and then you trust God. Because if we trust God, he is a good God, a great God and it's in his timing, his perfect timing for his perfect will to be done. If we look to him, if we commit all our ways to him and seek him and ask after him, Lord, what should I do about this? And then as you listen, respond to what he's saying to do, we can trust him him with those that we love those that are far away from him those that are in sin those who are in error those who are desperate like David's mighty men they came to him in first Samuel it says they came to him they were desperate they were in debt they were discouraged and he took them in and he raised them up and made them the mighty men of God And I believe in the days we're living in that those that are seeking after him out of desperation and hurt and discouragement can become the mighty men and women of God so that God can use each one of us. And I was there and still am there for his glory. You see, it's about our dependence upon God in everything that he wants to do in us so that he can do it through us. Not about us. It's not about us. It's about him. It's Christ in us, the hope of glory for the lost and the dying world that we are part of. You see, we're in the world but not of the world and we can make such a difference. So what can we do? We can hear. We need to hear what God is saying in our situation. Isaiah 30 verse 2 says, You will hear a voice behind you saying, This is the way, walk ye in it. And when you hear, do it. I love Proverbs chapter 8. Chapter 8, verse 6, verses 32 and verses 34. Listen, says God, for I will speak of excellent things. And from the opening of my lips will come right things. And then verse 32, now therefore listen to me, my children. Put up your hand if you're his child. Listen to me, my children. For blessed are those who keep my ways. In verse 34, blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the posts of my doors, listening to him daily, watching for him, watching for the God situation that we can be part of the solution for. So we can hear, we can hear from him, but it's not enough to hear, then we've got to do. And it's his timing that's so perfect. You know what? Timing is everything. When we can see as mums, and you guys, you might not 100% get this, but as mums, when we conceive a child, there is a 40-week gestation period for that child to come to birth. If that child is brought to birth ahead of time, like at 28 weeks or 30 weeks, there can be issues and the child can then go on in life but with some disability or some some catch-ups to do. If the child is born really early, it can be a failure to thrive. And I find that in those things, it's the same with the things that God lays in our hearts to do. If we birth it, if we bring it to pass before it's God's perfect timing, it can be a failure to thrive. It can be a deceased thing before it ever gets off the ground. It can be a source of pain and grief and frustration but in God's timing he brings it to pass he makes all things beautiful in its time so timing in God is of the essence calling in God is of the essence he says we can see we can see we can hear we can see 
says we're seated in heavenly places above our circumstances. So if we're seated in those places above our circumstances with Christ Jesus, we are looking down on those circumstances. And if we're with Christ, he gives us the God perspective to see the things that we need to see. If we are listening to Christ, we can see the things that need to be done, but it's from the God perspective, not from the human perspective. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? You see, it's only in seeing the things the way God wants us to see that we can have an impact on those things. If we see them with our eyes of humanity, it's not always the way God wants us to respond. We've got to feel with the heart of humanity, but we've got to hear from God what he wants to do in it and see the prospects that God has for us to work within. We can speak. Fear of man is a snare. God has given us a mouth to speak. He's given us the ability to say the things that God wants us to say. There's a scripture in Acts that says, Acts or Luke, I can't remember. But anyway, it says, do not fear what you will say when you're brought before men or authorities. I think it's Luke. Because the Holy Spirit will give you utterance. So don't fear when you've got to speak on God's behalf. When you're looking at people, listen to God. When you're listening to people, look to God. Keep that parallel, the vertical and the horizontal flowing all the time so that when you're looking, you're hearing what God is saying. You're hearing people, but you're filtering it through to God and then God's filtering it back the way he wants you to see. He wants you to feel. He wants you to perceive what's happening in people's lives. So speaking the words of God, speaking words of life, speaking words of truth, speaking words of hope, even if it is the most negative situation, sometimes not speaking at all, just loving on someone, loving on someone in their grief and in their loss, giving them a hug, COVID-friendly hug, of course, with hand gel. There's a time to speak and there's a time to be silent. There's a time to move and there's a time to be still. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, read that. We've got to know the times and the seasons that we're in. And you can do, the scripture says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord and not for man. Don't grumble about the things that you're given to do. Even in your workplace, do it with a cheerful spirit because you're representing Christ in your workplace, in your school, you know, in your community, at your bowling club, wherever it is that you're at. Do the things that you've been given to do cheerfully. Foster a spirit of love and generosity. Foster that spirit of grateful thankfulness that you even woken up this morning. Wow, we have today and it's all we know we've got. It's all we know. We plan to live today like it's our last. I do. But I plan to die of a very, very old age. I'm going to be 95 and still preaching the gospel from my gopher. <laughs> if God be willing. Because that's what it's about. You see, he's our strength. And whatever he calls you to do, he equips you to do. The scripture says, I can do all things through Christ who give me strength. But sometimes we confuse that with, I can do all things. The essence of it is that I can do all things God calls me to do in his perfect timing and way. 
and he gives me the strength to do it. I can't go and be a brain surgeon and neither can you because you're not called to do that. But if God called you to do that, you could do that in his strength. But if God has called you to be the best you that you can be as a worship leader or as a musician or as a, as a cleaner or as a speaker or as a greeter or fill in the blank, whatever your workplace situation is, he's called you to do that and to be there, to be that light and salt wherever you are. Do it with all your heart. Work at it with all your heart because God's called you to do that. But the minute that we step outside of the calling of God and the anointing of God to do the things that we want to do but God hasn't called us to do, we begin to go down that path of working in the flesh, not in the spirit, helping God out in inverted commas. And it's a setup for burnout and I've never seen burnout glorify God ever we can all learn lessons through those times of burnout and busyness and stress but it doesn't give glory to God God doesn't want us burned out he wants us totally dependent on him so that we can function in what he's given us to do it's not what others call us to do it's not other expectations, not even what I expect of myself. I've got 11 minutes left. But it's in leaning on and trusting in, relying completely upon, standing in him, in his word, and yet again, in our weakness is his strength made perfect. And believing also... Sometimes we feel so overwhelmed and inadequate to do what we know God's called us to do. And yet I know that we're works in progress. I'm not where I was and we could all say this, but I know I'm not where I'm going to be either. And as we allow the hand of the man from Galilee to work within us and mould us and shape us and make us, we know that he is going to Perfect that which concerns us today. He who has begun a good work will bring it to completion. And what else can we do? We can love. We can love. Not with a human love, but that's good too. We can love with the love that God places in our hearts. First John 4, chapter, chapter 4, verse 18. There is no fear in love. Because fear paralyzes and fear distorts and fear torments us. But perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. He who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. He first loved us before we even knew about him. He loved us. When you're conceived in your mother's womb, you are knit together. You are fearfully and wondrously made and God had a plan for your life right from then. Right before you were even conceived, you were with the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. He first loved us. So we can be bold and brave and walk in his love without fear because if we are drawing nigh to Jesus, drawing nigh to God, he draws near to us. And no weapon formed against you shall prosper when you are in that incredible covering, that umbrella of the Father's love. 
when you're in his will and walking in that obedience. Things might come against you. There might be some stings. There might be some pain. There might be some grief. But it doesn't mean necessarily you're out of the will of God. All of it, all of it can work to mould and shape us to be the best people that he wants us to be. So being in God doesn't mean the absence of trials and tribulations. Great loss, great fear, great persecution, which we don't suffer in this country, but you only have to log on to the Open Doors website. Actually, I'm meeting with a lady from Open Doors this week in Adelaide um, to find out about the work. She's, she sought me out to see if she could share some of the work of Open Doors about the persecuted church. So pray for me Wednesday afternoon. Um, so we don't have that kind of persecution. And let's hope we never experience it to that degree. But I tell you what, if we do, God will strengthen us to do what we still need to do. Amen. John thirteen thirty five says, By this all men will know you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Is he leading by example? Loving each other. Jesus also said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto myself. So if we love each other, love Jesus. Lift the name of Jesus in our midst. The promise is he will draw people to himself. Incredible. I can be... Paul said in Ephesians 6.10, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I can be strong. I can be spiritually strong, emotionally strong and physically strong because he who has called me is faithful. Incredible, isn't it? I can be safe in him. You can be strong in him. You can rest in him. You can know his perfect peace when you're in his will. And it's as if Paul sang in this scripture, through Christ who is strengthening me, and does continually strengthen me. It's by his constant and renewing strength that I am able to act in everything because I wholly depend upon him for my spiritual power. What a challenge to completely depend upon him for our spiritual power. And Paul also said that He went about doing so much and he said, I've become all things to all men that I might by some means save some. Now this I do for the gospel's sake that I may be a partaker of it with you. Becoming all things to all people, it's not compromising what you know to be right but it's being like the level of water in the ebbs and flows of life and adjusting so that you can bridge between God and you and those that you're reaching, becoming all men, finding a common ground that you can talk to people on, finding a common thing, a common thread, a common interest that you can begin, that relationship that God wants us to have with those that are not yet believers. Becoming all things to all men. But he also said, we go back to our lead scripture. 
I've learned in whatever state to be content. So no matter what you're going through, when you know you're in the will of God, you can be content as opposed to happiness. Being happy is not what this is talking about. That contentment is a deep state of peace and deep and abiding joy, knowing in God, your saviour, you are safe, you are complete, and that which concerns you, he is going to work with him. Amazing. I can be who he's made me to be, despite a lack of education, despite lack of stuff, despite sickness, despite a deep satisfaction or deep wounds that we've all had. I can be who he's made to be, me to be, because he's God and he's our Abba Father. I've learned to be content in everything. And for me, personally, as long as I'm in the will of God, I have that deep contentment in him. I'm not laughing uproariously, (laughs) but I'm content. But you say, but I can't do that. Yes, you can. Because you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. See, age doesn't disqualify you. You might be 96 years old or um, four years old. There is still something that is in your hand and in your heart that God wants to use. You don't get a best before date on your life. You're not past your use by date. God's not finished with any of us. There is always something that he wants to do. You see, what you're looking at in your life and the perspective, if your book is, if your life is seen as a book, you might be in the middle chapter, the first line of the second paragraph of the third chapter of your book. But there is so much more to go. There is so much more to unfold. And each chapter brings a new season. Each chapter brings a new challenge. Each chapter brings a new um, perspective of the life that God has for you. God's not finished with you yet. God is not finished with you yet. And he wants to do so much more in you and through you. So you're not disqualified because of age or ability or anything. The only thing that disqualifies you is your choice to not do it. Sobering thought, isn't it? And as we do it, we know we can trust him with the lives of our loved ones. We know we can trust him with our situation. I can trust him and I can rest in him and I can be content in his love and his purpose. And just because the things that you're believing for are not happening yet doesn't mean that he's not about it. You see, if you're about the Father's business, he's about yours. 100%. Knowing that the man, Jesus, by the power of his Holy Spirit, he's put inside of each one of us. We can look to him knowing as Saviour that Jesus died for us to give us of his spirit, that we can look to the Father and know and know and know 
that it's not just about this life. It's what we do in this life to send those building blocks into eternity. It's the souls that we touch. It's the lives that we bring to Jesus. It's the the kingdom principles that we put in place. It's the, the building of the godly principles in our lives so that we can reach the others that don't yet know him. And that's everyone that's out there that has walked away from him, those that are in need of restoration, those who are in need of salvation. Every single one on this earth, they fall into two, three categories. Those who know him and walk with him, those who know him and have walked away from him, and those who don't yet know him but are going to come to him. And I guess there are some that won't, but that's down to choice again. So there's four. And you know what? God has given you a sphere of influence within your field, that every single person that you touch, there is a God capacity in you to touch that person, whether it's an employee or a student or whoever, that you can make a difference in that life because God has said you can do all things because he gives you the strength to do it and he's called you. And that is the known will of God to be Christ in your situation. Amen. And I'm out of time. I'm a minute over. You can do it all. You can do it well. You can do it in God's timing. You can do it as you hear him and as you listen to him. You can do it in obedience. And you can do it with joy. You can do it with a love of God. Love that passes all understanding. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you today for the power of your word. We thank you, Lord God, that your word says I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength, that we can do it with incredible peace and contentment despite our lack or our need, knowing that you're the author and the finisher of our faith. Father God, I pray this morning for those who don't yet know you, that they would reach out to know you this morning, Lord God. Father, I speak salvation over this message and for those that are hearing this word, Lord God, that if there's anyone this morning that's saying, I don't know Jesus, I don't know God, and I have not the Holy Spirit, I pray right now, Holy Spirit, you would draw them to yourself in your love. I pray, Father God, for open hearts. I pray, Father, that as each one reaches out right now, we can pray this prayer, Father, forgive me. I ask Jesus to be my saviour. I ask you to be the Lord of my life. I give my life to you now. I ask you to take control of my life as I choose to follow you, as I choose to do it your way. And I ask this in the precious name of Jesus. If there's anyone who's prayed that prayer for the first time today, please get in touch. Please email us or ring us. Let us know so we can help you and we can resource you with things. But for those of us today who are feeling like we can't do this, I pray right now in Jesus' name, Lord God, for an exchange of our weakness for your strength. I pray, Father God, for everyone in this congregation and online who's feeling so discouraged and so desperate and so so under their circumstances for a divine revelation that as they lift their eyes to Jesus now, they would know that they can do those things that you have called them 
to do, Father God, that they would know that they can exchange that weakness for your strength, that they would know that as they lay aside the things that would weigh them down and any sin that is in their lives, Lord, we can let go of that and ask your forgiveness, Father, and then your grace will be sufficient for us, Lord God. I pray, Father God, for a divine revelation for each one to know what they've called to do in this season, in this paragraph of this chapter of their book of life. Let them know what they're called to do. Let them know what you're going to do in them and through them, Father God. And I pray that you would equip each one of us, Lord God, with all we need, your strength, your grace, your peace, to be hearers, to be doers, to be lovers of you and your people and the lost, and to walk in the timing that you have for each one of us. And I ask this in the precious and the matchless name, the name that is above every name, the name of Jesus, our Saviour and our Lord. Amen and amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure you subscribe to stay up to date with all our latest sermons. If you would like to get connected, you can find us on Facebook at Bridge City Church. We'll come along to our Sunday service at 10am.